Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio again, back in Scottsdale, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Oh, we're we're doing busy. I got a bu- I got a busy damn day. Yeah, yeah. stacked. You're stacked. You're stacked. Yeah, that's why we're here at this time. Yep, yep. Just got back <laughs> in town from that event, um, and so we're just trying to knock out a couple episodes. Uh, this episode today, guys, we're talking about referral programs and why yours sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in this industry for years, I mean, I I've been going to the gym. Even I remember my dad taking me when I was like 12 years old to, to the big box gyms called the Q at the time. Ooh. Um, and it was wild to see the things then. They're still around today and they suck then and they suck now. Um, if you guys are doing this, stop immediately. And here's what I mean by that. So have you ever gone to or signed up for something? Let's just say for me, it was it's like a whole life insurance policy. You work with an insurance agency or a financial person and you just get done wrapping up that final signature and the deal's done. And they turn around and they say, hey, is there anybody in your company that you think would also find value in, in what we're doing here with this? Can I, can I get their info? Can you introduce me to them? And it hits me like, so in, ingenuous or whatever the hell the word disingenuous that like you just gave me all that spiel and then we're done here and you're looking for more business from me and like i'm like kind of like screw off like you know yeah. what i mean and it reminds me about the times when you've signed up for a gym and they're like hand over a card that has like five lines on it it's like hey can you give me the five referrals of people you think might be interested in a gym membership and like from that point on, the, the I guess the relationship severed because it's like you really didn't care about me. You just want you. Yeah. I'm just a number, and you're looking for more of these numbers, and it just sucks. And so there's a lot of salespeople that are teaching this in today's environment where you just signed up for somebody and they're the most excited they're ever going to be, and. Wouldn't it be great if you could just get them to bring in a friend or family member with them the next time because they're so excited about the decision they made? Honestly, they're probably not that excited about the decision they made. They're just happy that they're getting moving. And and really, they're getting moving. They could care less about what you want them to do with other friends and family to bring them in. And I think if you're doing that, guys, it's the worst thing possible you could do. Like, you just told this person, I'm going to help you change your life and all this stuff. And then as soon as that credit card gets swiped you're like hey man you got any friends that you want to send my way for what you haven't even earned my business to well you earned it from this point on but you haven't proven yourself to me to where i would even feel good about sending anybody your way anyway yeah you hit it with relationship i yeah. mean like that that's really what it comes down to is we we are in an industry where the relationship is everything right and we don't have the luxury of just having a million different clients coming through our business turn and burn and it's not a transactional 
you know, industry. Um, and so to, to insult somebody at the point of sale by literally going after their friends for more opportunity for yourself, which has got nothing to do with them and their results. It's not like you, you said, Hey, I can get you greater results. If you have five friends, if there was something like that and it was a legit thing, maybe that would be appropriate, but there's no benefit to the client that you just sold by asking for their referrals at that point. You have, you nailed it with the, you have not earned the right. And this is one that's always bothered me, not only just from this, but just the customer service aspect of it is we need to earn the right to ask for the sale. We need to earn the right. We need to provide that client with a result first before expecting them to go and, and share what share the sales. All they can speak about is the sales process at this point. You know what I mean? They're going to go to their friends and be like, Hey, so what is it like working out over there? I don't know. I haven't. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you're asking them to to put their name on the line for and that so, and that's the kicker, right? Yeah. Like if you you don't understand what you're really asking there. You're asking somebody to vouch for you yep. to their personal friends or family. And then what if you let them down? You're gonna make them look bad that because they gave you the referral. Like completely horrible situation for everybody. So Stop doing this if this was what you're doing. So the bigger question is like, what are you doing to get referrals? And so there's some cool stuff you can do. Um, I'll teach you some of the stuff that we've done in the past and what worked, what didn't work. And, you know, take it for for what it's worth. You know, I mean, you can take different things out of these and maybe make your own, whatever. Uh, In the past, and I've said this story a bunch of times, we've tried everything from iPads and Apple Watches, plasma TVs, vacations. Like, hey, we'll give you this $5,000 vacation if you just send us, you know, whatever, a client, and we'll yeah. put you in a drawing or whatever, um, or or whatever. The iPad didn't do it. The Apple Watch didn't do it. The the trips, the plasma TVs never di- never did it for them. Uh, we even said, hey, when you sign up, when you refer somebody, we're going to give you your next month free. That didn't really work. I mean, it worked for some people that may have going to refer somebody anyway, mm-hmm. The, but that wasn't the reason they did it. And that, that's the thing. It's, so the referral, the the benefit to the client, right? Like the gift, the vacation, the TV, that's incentive. Mm-hmm. That incentive has to align with the values of the person that's doing the referring, right? right. And that's that's the reason it wasn't working, right? It didn't. And, that, it, and again, that's the reason it does, didn't incentivize more to go take action, right? Those that were already going to go refer, they got the benefit of it because they were doing it anyways. Yeah, yeah. But it it didn't instill the decision for the client the clients as a whole to go oh i really want to go refer my friends because i want that yeah or something it wasn't the reason they did it so hey are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing pulling in at least steady 30k or more per month and now you're ready to ask yourself what is next well The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. So then along, you know, back in 2019, what are we in 2023 now? So four years ago ish or whatever, um, we, we rolled out our, our rewards program. It's called per, well, it was through Perkville, but it's basically a loyalty program yep. where you earn points for different things. One of those things, and one of the biggest point earners is when you refer somebody that signs up 500 points. 
and really didn't know how it was going to work at the time because we'd never done it. And so we kind of just rolled it out. And so really to the gym, points don't cost you anything. I mean, they can redeem points for stuff. They rarely do. But it's just this this status board that we have in the gym from bronze to Hall of Fame or legend. Legend. Right? We have six levels, five levels, six levels. Hold on, I'll tell you right now, six. <laughs> uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, Hall of Fame, and legend. So six, six levels. Um, and anyways, we have their photo out there, their name, and as they move and there's the little points that they need to get and they've got, it's all on their app and they can kind of see where they're at. And since doing this, we were able to incentivize people because what's driving them is in this gym, at least is status because mm -hmm. they get a t-shirt that they can't buy. They can only earn these things and they wear it with pride in here. And their name, literally their, their face and name moves up the boards yep. to the higher ranks as they accrue more points. And yep. there is that exclusivity factor. And we kind of rolled this out in 2019 and we taught it to a ton of people. We actually had a little workshop rewards program training. Yeah. And a lot of people took our identical boards and put their name on it, which was totally fine. I didn't care. Uh, but what some of people are done is really unique. Like I can just think of a couple right off the top, like um, Evan, Evan Howard mm -hmm. has the same boards backlit, but what he does is he gets a caricature drawing done you know, for I think 150 bucks, he pays for each one of these and they have their, like their, their character and they have like, instead of like gold, silver, bronze, they have like unicorn and Yeti and like Minotaur and whatever all the things are. And they're just totally like kind of cool. They're just different. Unique and proprietary to him. Yep. Sure. And, and I think Frank Nash did the same thing. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just they made these cool, like different levels and people went nuts for him. And one of the things about it was, yeah, over time, checking in, Google review, buying a smoothie, whatever, maps, all the things were accruing points and they would just kind of move up. But the big one that would really move them up quick is if, hey, if they sent you a referral yeah, that signs up, boom, they're like moving up that board fast. And that drove a lot of people to take action. Mm -hmm. Um, I've told the story a billion times. Like the, the, yeah. we had this this girl Allison who was like in between. She had just referred somebody, um, and we had just knocked off her five hundred dollar uh, January bill to zero, and that was the same month we let, gave this incentive for five hundred points. And so she came to us. And she's like, "Hey, I didn't get the points uh, for the referral." And I was like, "Well, we we knocked off five hundred dollars off your January bill. You don't have to pay anything." Um, she's like, oh, you know what? Go ahead and bill me. I'd rather have the points. So she immediately moved into like bronze or silver position before anybody else because she was more, it drove her more to have that status than the $500. And that, that's, the, that's a big, that, that might be the biggest takeaway of the whole, the whole episode is knowing the value of what, it's knowing what your clients hold of value. Yep. $500 while $500 is $500 of value, it didn't carry the same weight for her and her perception and for her ability to, to you know, receive that. The points made, made more, it, it had a bigger impact for her than $500 in cash. But that goes, that, that carries over in so many different areas of our clientele, right? That's knowing your avatar client, knowing where your client's values are, mm -hmm. knowing the types of stores that they shop at, right? They're not our clientele here, right? They're not bottom of the barrel bargain shoppers, um, throwing monetary monetary items at them for things that they can go to the store and buy themselves after they or leave they the gym. Have them. Or they have, 
that's not going to get them to take different action. And that's what an incentivization program is. It's asking somebody to take action outside of the norm, go further and farther, and here's something for you know for you for doing so mm-hmm. by making the, the the incentive in alignment with the values of what your clients hold to be true that's where you're going to get that action to take place and so the exclusivity that we had right the the fact that it's it's that we've talked about that velvet rope you know experience right mm-hmm. you can only receive that by doing this and in order, and, and because that was exclusive, that's what they they wanted. That clout, they wanted that right. that shirt. You know, it's, 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 it seems goofy, but it's incentivizing non-normal behavior. We're turning, you know, the the the, the not routine stuff into a routine by providing something for somebody that that they actually want and desire. Yeah, I think a funny uh, side story about this is back when I was in construction, um, we would be on a construction project, and you know, we were the GC. And, you know, typically the GC has a couple of their own tradespeople out there, but mostly you're managing the pro- project. And so like, if you need something done, you have to have a subcontractor do that. Like, hey, can you move this pallet from this side of the job to this other side? And one of the funniest things that ever happened is I was working on a huge project in California. This was right out of college. And um, we had the tower crane on the job and the tower crane operators are 250 bucks an hour. And that was back in 2004 right? Like, what is that today? Probably 600 bucks. So in order to get that tower crane operator to move from one side, like something to be done, like you, you're on the hook, right? Like, and, and, and I needed like a, a bunch, like this, they had dropped off a pile of steel in right in front of our driveway, like overnight. And I needed that moved, but like he didn't, it wasn't for him. Yeah, yeah it wasn't his. Um, but I, I offered the guy a t-shirt. Hey man, let me kick you, kick you down with it. What size are you? I need this thing moved from over here into the dirt or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got you, man. And he did it. You know, he took care of it right before anything else. He took care of it. Cause obviously the people couldn't get in the job anyway. Like he kind of knew it, but like he didn't have to, and no. the, but the t-shirt moved him to do that. And I was like, great, man. Thanks. Anything, any, anytime I need anything done, I would just toss a guy a t-shirt because we had the project t-shirts made and stuff. Um, in that people will, will die for the damn t-shirts man. It's, yeah. it's pretty wild um, well, they'll die for for having something that others don't yeah that's what it is it's it's it, it's the status. opportunity it is the status and and it's human nature i mean you know you go to the, you go to the club you go to a bar and like the table you know people spent good money to go hold down that real estate like there's that exclusivity feeling and factor right everybody everybody would rather be at the table than have to rub elbows and battle to get a drink at the bar right you would think well, true true but again that the then you then you know your clientele though by the other side of the coin right if they're the ones that oh i, I don't value the exclusivity and i'm not willing to pay that money for the private that, right, right. side of it maybe they are the bottom of the barrel shopper right they're going to leave there and they're going to go to to costco and they're going to go to walmart they're going to go to you know what i mean they're not going to go to the high-end exclusive shops and pay for a name or the the you know the high brand value that it just hold different values well, but people, you need to know that about your clientele yeah this is a great example this is a perfect example for this um you know most in most circles having a ferrari having that status of a ferrari is going to move you up in the in your peers eyes right having a ferrari driving around and that that's kind of like the cool thing to do but what if you're a uh housewife in middle america 
and you're going to go pick up your kids in a Ferrari, <laughs> your status is actually going to drop yep. to your peers because that's that's not what they value. No. Yeah, get the ha- having, Chrysler with the... Having a minivan with yeah. maybe the bells and whistles might yeah. give you higher status than driving up and picking up your kids in a Ferrari. Exactly. Isn't that interesting, yeah. right? And so to your point is like, yeah, the, the value that people have, you need to know those things, like the monetary things to try to drive your, your behavior change wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. But the status and moving up the board, having that t-shirt does. All these different reasons why some things work in some markets and some things don't. And, and, and I like that you just mentioned it that way too, though, because as a business, you may actually save money by providing a point system and a t-shirt mm-hmm. than giving away $500 months. Correct. Like from a business standpoint, you're 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 not paying out the door for the same level of incentive, but yet the client values it more. more. Yep. And they will do something to go have that's that's the important takeaway of of, sure. of creating those incentivization programs. It's you you need to make sure that the, what you're lack of a better term, like the the carrot you're dangling, right, has to be something that's going to get them to do outside the routine right they have to you're asking them to go do more work and they they have to value the pay at the end of the day in a way correct you know correct all right it's interesting well that's a short short and sweet one for you today hopefully that helps you guys maybe reevaluate your um referral programs maybe you're maybe you're the guy sliding the card over with the five names and you didn't even realize what you were doing hopefully Mm -hmm. you change that behavior pretty quick because it's ridiculous (laughs) Uh, but uh anyways hopefully that helps until next show keep changing lives we'll see you on the next show bye all right and thank you for listening to that episode of the built to grow podcast where we help gym owners win now do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online all you need to do is join our private facebook group business talk with fitness professionals Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.